invite everyone if you can stand with us this morning. Amen. We welcome everyone into the house of God this morning. Those that are here, those that are on internet, we welcome you this morning into the house of God to praise and worship the Lord with us. So glad to have everyone tune in and everyone worshiping the Lord with us this morning. Amen. When you just lift your hands and just give the Lord some praises this morning because he's worthy to be praised. Lord God, there is none other like you, Lord God. There is none to compare, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this privilege, O oh God, and for this opportunity, Lord God, to be in your presence this morning, O oh God. Father God, as we come this morning to worship you, Lord God, we worship you in the beautiful holiness because you alone, O oh God, are great and greatly to be praised, O oh God. Lord God, we exalt your name this morning, O oh God. We magnify your name this morning, O oh God. We lift up your name this morning and we praise you, Lord God, in advance for what you're about to do, Lord God, in this place this morning, O oh God. For you're great and you're mighty, Lord God. Lord God, you deserve all the glory and all the honor, Lord God. We worship you, Lord God, this morning. Oh God, we ask you, Lord God, to have your way among us this morning, oh God, individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a move like never before of your spirit in this place, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into your house, oh God. For in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore, oh God. Father God, we thank you in advance for what you're about to do in this hour, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us like never before, oh God. God, move upon us like never before, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will touch every person, Lord God, that is, oh God, gathered together to worship you this morning, oh God. Lord God, that your spirit, Lord God, will flow through us, Lord God. Via internet, Lord God, are in the house of God. Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll speak to our hearts, oh God, speak to our minds this morning, oh God. And we ask your will to be done. Let your will be done in this place this morning, oh God. Let your will be done this morning in this place, oh God. Oh God, as we give you all the glory, and oh God, as we give you all the honor, Lord God, as we worship you, Lord God, we worship you in the beautiful holiness, oh God, because you're worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. Oh God, you are worthy to be praised, oh God. Have you in this place this morning, oh God? Have you in this place this morning, oh God? For there is none other like you, Lord God. There is none to compare. Oh God, move upon us like never before. Oh God, as we give you all the glory. Oh God, as we give you all the honor this morning, oh God. We worship you, Lord God, in this place this morning. For your great and your mighty, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, this morning in this place, oh God. Have your way, Lord God, in this place this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus.
Everybody clap your hands. In every season, your grace has been enough. And I'm believing the best is yet to come. The cross before me, my hope on things above. And in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know. Breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. such a great God. You're such a great God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah. I know, I know, breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know, I know, my breakthrough is coming. By faith, 
Come on, clap your hands for Jesus this morning. Let him know how much you love him. Hallelujah, because he's worthy. My worship, all of my 
Seconds just to give the Lord some praise and worship the Lord wherever you're at right now. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. We exalt you, Jesus. We praise your name. We're grateful for all you've done, Jesus. We will not be silent, Jesus. We will not be silent, Jesus. For as long as we are breathing, Jesus, we will worship you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We give you honor in this place, oh God. We bless your holy and mighty name. Jesus, have your way. 
Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we adore you. We love you. We honor you. Oh, Father, there is none like you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody worship him. Love him this morning. Honor him this morning. Exalt his name this morning. Wherever you are, just let the Lord know how much you love him. Let the Lord know that you appreciate him. Honor him this morning. Honor him wherever you are. Just say, Lord, I honor you. And I praise you. And I bless you name. Come on, open up your mouth and give a clap, a shout of praise, and a clap unto him to let him know how much you appreciate him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands one more time and thank the Lord for his goodness. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord this morning. I will not be silent. I will always worship you. I will always worship you, Lord. The Lord is my King. The Lord, He is my God. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. God, you're so wonderful. You're so good to us, Lord. Amen. And we thank you for being our King, for being our Lord. Amen. God bless you, everyone. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Wherever you are, we are in the house of the Lord. Amen. Your bedroom is the house of the Lord. Your home is the house of the Lord. Your living room, the house of the Lord. And yes, here where we are is definitely the house of the Lord. And even greater than all of it, your temple, this body, should be the house of the Lord. And so... We thank God this morning for just his presence filling and inhabiting, oh God, our hearts and wherever we all are gathered this morning, we thank him for his goodness. Welcome to Christ-centered church where Christ is our central focus. We're so grateful to be a part of the kingdom of God and what he is doing in this hour. And we're just a privileged people to be able to be in his presence, worship him, and receive his blessings and his goodness, his kindness. Amen. I thank God for this wonderful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to take some prayer requests at this moment, and we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Amen. Remember, uh, next week we open back up. Our, our facilities to everyone. Um, we are doing a practice run this morning to make sure when you come next week, uh, we will have everything taken care of for you that you can be safe. And so next week, July 5th, we begin our official um, regathering in this building. We're going to have to do two services, so we want you to bear with us because there's no way to fit everyone like we used to fit everyone in the building and really never did really did fit everyone in the building back then. We were, you know, tight. And so now we have to be a little bit more spread out. And the only way to do it is to make sure that we have two services. So we'll have a 9 a.m. service and we will have also a 1030 a.m. service. 
we will do a, uh, a premiere uh, where we will uh, premiere a video uh, that will give you instructions about um, how we will re-enter back next week and um, what we will do, how things will be. So uh, we've also posted that on the website, ChristCenteredOnline.com, ChristCenteredOnline.com. You can go to the website and you can read all the instructions of what we are doing to make it safe when you return back to the building. But also today we will premiere a video right after service, somewhere around 12:15. We'll premiere a video that will instruct you how we will enter back in the building. So keep an eye out for those things um, so you can know um, when you're supposed to come to service. The biggest thing is the 9 a.m. service, we would like those with last name beginning from A through L, we would like for you to attend the 9 a.m. service, and then those with their last name beginning with the letters M through Z for you to attend the 10.30 a.m. So we will do our best to make sure we uh, serve you the way the Lord will have us to serve you, and God will show up and do some great things. But that's how we're going to start out next week to make sure we accommodate everyone and we are safe. At this time, I would like for you to stand with me, those of you that are here, and those of you that are um, streaming, viewing, uh, tuning, tuning in, <laughs> um, we would like for you to stand with us. And if you have a prayer request, if you have a prayer request for yourself or for someone, I'd like for you to raise your hand, prayer request for yourself or for someone. I got a, um, a, a message this morning that Brother Henry had to take Sister Henry. Well, Sister Henry was not feeling well, and he's just waiting to see how she does. And if she does not do well, then he may have to take her to the hospital. And uh, so we need to pray for Sister Henry this morning is what I'm telling you. So let's pray that God will touch her body and make her whole and give her strength that um, she will feel a whole lot better. Pray for Sister Henry. Continue to pray for Brother Chuby, Brother Bob, and those that we um, have been praying for. We have listed in our prayer list. Pray for them. And for the, all the hands that went up, I want you to touch and agree with me that as we pray this morning, God will just touch. God will move. God will speak. God will heal. God will deliver. God will save. And we pray for God's provision as well. Amen. Will you pray with me this morning? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this great privilege of prayer. Lord, you're so great and so mighty and so powerful. And Lord, to give us this access to you is such a privilege. And Lord, this access is through prayer that we now come and ask, Almighty God, that you give ears to our prayers. We bring before you this morning, O oh God, Sister Henry, Lord, that you will touch her body, O oh God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, that you will touch her, and O oh God, that healing will flow into her body, that she will be whole and you will eradicate any sickness or ailments or disease, Lord God. I pray that you will help her, Lord, this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray that you have your way, Lord God, for every person that raised their hand. You know what is in their heart this morning what they would like to see done and Lord according to your will let it be so according to your will Lord God let that person that loved one Lord God be saved by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that, that those that need oh God the, the provision of God I pray for your provision oh God touching and agreeing oh God with this body with the family of God that we will 
see the power of God move upon us uh, and that healing and salvation and deliverance, oh God, uh, we will experience this morning through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, uh, I thank you for what we've already felt, Lord God. Uh, I thank you for what you've already done, oh God, and I pray uh, that we will experience the Holy Ghost power moving throughout the sanctuary, moving throughout our homes uh, where we have made uh, a sanctuary. Oh God, I pray you have your way this morning uh, and that the word of God, oh God, will flow from your vessel this morning. Uh, Let the anointing of God flow freely in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, I pray you have your way uh, and that you bless our service today uh, and that change will come to every one of us. Uh, We give you the praise and the honor. Oh God, for all these things we pray. Somebody say in Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, somebody says it's offering time. Amen. And we want you to get your offering in your hand because we're going to pray for your financial blessing. And so get your offering in your hand. Amen. I don't know how we work that, but we'll figure it out. Amen. We, we ordered some baskets. So we ordered some more baskets, so we'll put baskets throughout the sanctuary, and that's how we would probably have you somehow reach over, walk over, and put your offering in, but we'll figure it out. That's part of what we're doing, why we are, and we figured that out uh, last week, that one basket will not be sufficient to do the offering if we're trying to be safe. We know we can't use an usher because that's a whole lot of closeness there, and a lot of things can go on. So we've ordered some um, baskets, and so we hope to put uh, baskets all over the room, and you can get to it. Amen. What if people didn't want to be seen on the video? But it's okay. <laughs> see, see how I think. People, people might not want to be seen coming up with their offering. Now you all have put them on blast, as they like to say. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's all right. Amen. I'm on blast every week, so I want some of you all to get on blast. Let them see you. Let them know what's going on. Amen. Offering in your hand. Hallelujah. I'm always privileged and glad to give. You know, we may have taken it for granted, church, but don't take it for granted of what we've experienced with the pandemic, of how many people have lost their jobs, of how many people have suffered great loss because of the pandemic. And so many of us in this church have been blessed. Uh, God has kept us, have provided for us. Don't take it for granted. And I know um, you, you've been faithful in your giving, and that counts because the Bible says that if we give unto the Lord, if we obey him by bringing our tithes and offering into the storehouse, he will rebuke the devourer. So the locust and the canker worm that will try to come and eat away at your stuff, he says, I will rebuke that. And that stuff will not eat away at your stuff. And so we've been blessed, and um, God has provided for us. Um, so many of us still have our jobs, and so it is a wonderful blessing, and we should not take that for granted. And when we give, we should give because we're just excited about what God has done. It's it's our worship. It's part of our worship unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. We've got offering preacher. Amen, offering preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know if any other church got an offering preacher, but I know Christ Center Church got an offering preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got an offering preacher. Come on. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that, and we want to give this morning. Don't forget, we have other means for you, other ways for you to give. So if you'd like to give electronically, you can go on the website and click on the tab to give. 
Um, you can also give by Cash App if you'd like to do Cash App, uh, Christ Centered Church. Um, you can Cash App us that way if you want to give. Um, you can also give by uh, reaching out to Sister Patrice, and she can swipe for you um, by with the square if you'd like to give that way. And also PayPal, um, Christ Centered Online, you can find us and you can give by PayPal. Amen. And so we've provided, um, I believe, uh, plenty of ways for you to give. If you sincerely want to give, you will be able to give. So let's get our offering in our hand and let's pray for our offering. Father, we thank you for provision, but more importantly, we thank you for health and strength. And Lord, we have been blessed by you. You have kept us, oh God, and we're thankful. We're thankful that you've allowed us to continue to receive finances, to take care of ourselves and our family. And to also, Lord God, take care, be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, I pray this morning for every person that will come to give, that, Lord God, you will bless and multiply and give back to them, that they will continue to see abundance, that they will continue to receive abundance. Oh, my God. Somebody's getting ready to receive abundance from the Lord. Somebody's getting ready to receive abundance from the Lord. There's an outpouring of abundance that the Lord will begin to flow into many lives. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're such a good God to us, Lord God. We don't deserve your goodness, Lord God. You have been so good to us, so kind to us, shown us so much love that we can't even comprehend. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord God, for providing for us. Thank you, Lord God, for health and strength, Lord. Thank you for keeping us in our right mind. Oh, God, receive our offering this morning. It is part of our worship to you. Oh, Father, let this offering go for your intended purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and bring your offering into the storehouse. Brother Josiah, Brother Scarlett will worship the Lord in song.
Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Brother Josiah. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. You're always such a blessing to the kingdom. We appreciate your diligence and all your efforts that you put into uh, serving the Lord. Amen. We reap the blessing of you all being diligent in serving the Lord. Amen. And we appreciate that. We appreciate you. Amen. I did want to make um, a quick announcement that I just thought about that I didn't mention with all that we are endeavoring to do in a different way. Uh, I want you to remember that Sunday school will now, will now be on Saturday. Somebody say Saturday. Amen. So Sunday school starting next week will be on Saturday. We said 11 a.m. is when we will do Sunday school on Saturday. So we are going to do it by Zoom. And so everyone can attend. If you need the Zoom login information so you can get on and be a part of our Sunday school on Saturday, see Sister Patrice, reach out to her, text her, uh, reach out to us on the on our website, whatever way you can get in touch with us to get all of the information uh, to be able to log in to be a part of our Sunday school on Saturday at 11 a.m. And that's what we will do for this next little while until something changes that free us up a little bit more. Um, there are two things that can change. Either um, we get a bigger sanctuary where we can do all that we need to do, not just the biggest sanctuary, but our very own building big enough for us to do everything that we need to do, then we can do everything um, within that building. So either that happens, and like I've been saying, if you have $500,000 that you can give to this church, please give that $500,000 to this church. It will really go far in us purchasing our building because I believe that is the will of God. And I can't tell you what kind of outpouring of blessings the Lord Jesus will outpour upon you and your family when you give $500,000 toward the purchase of our property. Not ours, but his really. We're just occupying it and being stewards of it until he comes. Amen? And so that's really what we're after. So if either that's the situation where we have a bigger place or the vaccination. Let me just go as far as that. They get a vaccination for COVID and then we can open back up everything because then the vaccination is here and everybody will be fine. Right. And so that's those are really the two um, viable option um, I see in the future for us to change this way of doing things. Either we get a really, really big facility where we can do things all over the place and be separate still or or where we get the vaccination for COVID. And then now we can be vaccination, vaccined up, I guess you can call it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be vaccine, vaccine up. Yeah, I know it's vaccination. But we just be vaccined up. Vaccinated? Vaccinated. Vaccine up. It's trying to tell me how to talk. <laughs> I, listen, I create words, okay? Try and tell me how to talk vaccinated. No, we're getting vaccined up. Hey, when Merck comes out with the vaccination, we're getting vaccined up. You, know, you notice I said Merck. I, our company do business with Merck, so we, 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 we encourage Merck to come up with the vaccine. And so when we get that going, we'll be all good. Somebody say, praise the Lord. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Will you stand with me? Let's get into the word of God. Listen, what we talked about Thursday night, if you can't make fun of yourself, if you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't have fun with people, yeah, you got a little issue there with pride, man. Just be, be laughed at, laugh at yourself, laugh, and just have a good time because we want to have fun. Amen. Some people make the king, kingdom of God like it's just, you know, make people just like, man, I don't want to live for God like that. Amen. And you don't even realize that's why some people go to the left sometimes because they they look and see how some people portray godliness and they're like, ah, I don't want to live like that, you know. And um, I believe that um, we we can have a good time and live for the Lord. Amen. And we can laugh at ourselves and we can laugh at each other. And it's all in fun. It's because we won't take ourselves that serious. Right. Amen. God, you know, fashioned us and made us. And amen. We need to have a good time. Romans chapter one. Amen. We're still trying to get used to I I, I look at you uh, sometimes and I'm laughing at you because, you know, it, it just it I don't know what it does in the back of your mind when you know that, you know, um, we're here physically, but we also know that there's an audience all across the country and even over the waters that's that's tuning in and, um, you know, just give you a little bit of nerve like, all right, is everything OK? Hallelujah. You know, the audio video people, they, they constantly going. You, you got to be sharp because I got to I try to make sure they don't distur- distract me because they have to do, you know, things are going on while I'm talking. And so they have to adjust. So they got to talk and do stuff while we're doing this. And, you know, when you're in big churches, you don't see that. But that happens in the big churches. I'm just saying. Um, so when you go to a really big um, um, uh, church with, you know, great big sanctuary, the audiovisual uh, department is you can't see it. And usually it's a little house and it's dark in there and they can see you and you can't see them. And they got all kind of stuff going on in there. They're talking. And so people are sacrificing to make sure, you know, your part in the service um, you can receive from the Lord. And so, um, you know, don't let that be any concern. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And it's always been that way. And we're being um, introduced to that. And so it, it's it's an awesome thing because it means there's growth. And it means that at some point in time, we'll be those people, too, with that dark room. And, you know, you can see out and nobody can see in, you know. <laughs> uh, vaccinated up, baby. No, that's not the right word. Vaccined up. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, that's because the proper speaking people, you know, these these proper speaking people with their high education, you know, they don't try to tell me what to say. No, I'm vaccined up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Romans chapter one, verse number 18. There's a lot going on in Romans. A lot of people try to quote Romans chapter one and, and you know. We try to make things, we, we offend people sometimes the way how we bring God's word across. And um, unfortunately, you know, we, we, we can do damage sometime in, in what we think is our effort to do good. But if we approach everything from a standpoint of love, it will really make a difference uh, how we bring across God's word. That if we approach everything about God from the standpoint of love, listen, God will do justice God will judge. God will determine um, um, the, 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 everyone's destiny. Uh, but the bottom line is we just need to, you know, uh, what the Bible says, we owe no man nothing except love. 
This is why we don't have a choice that everything, every time we approach anything, we approach it in love because that's what we're, we're, we owe love to each other. That's the Bible. The Bible said that we owe love to each other, right? I might not owe you any money, but I owe you love. And God said that. I don't owe you any money. What are you putting your hand up? I owe you money. I owe you money. You never told me. Oh, I cannot believe. I told my wife the other day uh, when she'd go to Costco to pick me up some cashews, some planters cashew, the whole cashews, not the half cashews. And so she came back from Costco's and she put the cashews on my table in the back room. And so I saw the cashews and I just opened up and I started eating. You know what she told me? Oh, that's Sylvia's cashews. I said, but I told you to buy some cash. She said, that's not planters, is it? I said, I just thought you figured since they didn't have planters, you bought something else. So this is mine. So now Sylvia looking at me side-eyed all the time talking about I owe her something. I don't owe you any sister. See, Sister Wyatt. Let her go back over that thing again and buy you your cashews. That's, that's my cashew. Mm. Romans chapter 1, verse let me give a shout out to, you know, I can't help it. Got to say hello to all of our Christ-centered family all across the nation. Brother Joe, Sister Barbara, we love y'all. Thanks for just being a part of our uh, family. Amen. Uh, Mr. Brantley, Mrs. Brantley, good morning. I didn't check Facebook yet to see what you what your comment, what you came on saying. You know, he, come, he comes on and says, good morning, church. Amen. I guess he's saying that for him and his wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Our family in Jamaica. Amen. We say good morning. We appreciate y'all and love you. Amen. Our family all up and down New Jersey and Pennsylvania, all of you that are not here, we wish you were here and we love you and thank you for being a part of Christ Center Church. And I pray God will continue to bless you and continue to do great things in your life. And if you haven't realized the great things that God has been doing in your life, just stick in there. Hang in there. You'll begin to see it. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse number 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God had shown it unto them. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Verse 21. Because that. Comma, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Jesus, let the will of God be done, if you will, in our hearts, in our service today. I pray the power of the Holy Ghost will move in a strong and powerful way among every one of us that is tuned in with you this morning. Father, I pray that you'll anoint me to speak as your oracle. 
I sense your presence. I feel guided by your spirit. Let thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Reveal to us what we must know, O Lord Jesus. O God, help us this morning that, Lord, we will be changed. We will be different, Lord God. We will be transformed by your power. Draw us closer to you that we will not be the same, that growth will take place even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I've entitled the message this morning, Glorify God. Glorify God. If we distinguish between the outer vision of the body and the inner perception of the mind, we will come to an interesting conclusion. Properly speaking, it is only the mind that ever sees. (laughs) You might have missed that. When you see something with the naked eye, Matthew, I know you're using these two lenses to see. In our case right now, Matthew, these four lenses to see. I know that's what we're using to see. But really you're not seeing with these lenses. You're seeing with your mind. Hmm. We serve a powerful God. The mind arranges and digests what is carried to it by the optic nerve. Like a chemist, the brain has its laboratory into which the senses convey the colors, sounds, impressions, facts, and figures of the world around us. And there is a private uh, and, and, and there is in private, it analyzes, synthesizes, manipulates the product till they seem invested with new attributes. In other words, there are things working in the background in our life that we're not aware of. There are things operating in us that we don't even know. Scientists may know, and even science scientists don't know everything, but there are things working in our life, nurses, things working that we don't know about, but for us to function, for us to have understanding, for us to carry out instructions, there are things that God designed and create that's working in us that we don't really know about. This world, so wonderfully framed, exhibiting such Unity in diversity furnishes to the attentive mind abundant traces of a force which has been at work other than ourselves. There's a force at work that's not us. This power which originated the universe is needed to sustain it. Church. We got to come to the realization that there are things happening in our, in our life, in, in how we're designed. There are things that's working in us that we do not have knowledge of. 
There are things working in the universe, in this earth, that we do not have knowledge of. But what we do have knowledge of is that there must be a force that's working all of this stuff out. It's not us because it was happening before we came on the scene. And so there's a force that's working all around us and in us that we don't know about. Somebody say praise the Lord. Evolution is perpetual creation. Whereby things that are seen were not made of things that do appear. Man has from of all contrasted his brief life with everlasting mountains, the perpetual hills. Astronomy is making us familiar with the countless millenniums of God's existence and genealogy reveals the measureless ages through which his power has been working. God's power has been at work since man came on the scene. God's power is at work and God's power is what sustains Everything that is created, everything that includes us. The doctrine of the conversation of force, which Tyndale calls the gift of science to the 19th century, echoes the same truth that though the animals die and even the hills crumble and decay, yet the power which made them continues. I don't know about you, but you know what's kind of interesting? It feels a little weird. Whenever you see any, probably picture, or a movie, something that shows life before you were born. I don't know about you, but that interests me. And I don't know where I was yesterday or what I was looking at, and they showed something. I think it was a picture of life, how it was in 1967. I was watching some documentary, and they're showing life in 1963 and 1964 and 1967, and they're showing people going about life, and they're showing what they were wearing and what they were driving and how they were living, and it just felt weird. I'm like, this was going on, and I wasn't here? I don't know if you think about that. Just think about life before you, that life was going on before you showed up on the scene. And if you think about that, that life has been going on before you showed up on the scene, it's pretty quick that you will come to the understanding that there's a force that is keeping life moving, that is sustaining life, and we have nothing to do with it because it was happening since creation and it's still happening today. There's a force that's moving life and sustaining life that is not us. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. The works of God shows that he originates life. Man only propagated. Uh-huh. God originates life. We just propagate life. 
So we better not think that we're something because God has designed us where we can have children. And we think, oh, we did something special. No, life came from the almighty God, that force that that, that has always sustained this earth, uh, that force that has always sustained all of creation. Uh, that's where life came from. And we only propagate it. Uh, we're not capable of bringing, of, of originated. God originated life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's invisible qualities are clearly seen. God created the world with natural processes, with cause and effect. In the same way that observing a painting leads a person to conclude that there is an artist. So to observe the tremendous creation is to conclude that there is a supreme creator, one with eternal power and divinity. I'm telling you, church, we have to stop and say sometimes we overthink ourselves and out try to outthink each other but we can look at a painting a picture and realize the only reason why that picture exists the only reason why that painting is the way it is is because someone did it it did not appear by itself and i'm here to tell you this morning uh, god has been doing uh, god has been designing uh, god has created uh, and we have to pay attention now and realize there's a god uh, almighty god that is all knowing uh, there's a god that has designed uh, there's a god that has created uh, there's a god that has brought forth life uh, and we must realize uh, that somebody is behind all of this uh, and his name is Jesus. We can't be ignorant of the fact because he gave us something simple to say. If we can say there's an artist that painted this picture, we better be able to say there's a God that designed our world. Somebody clap their hands unto the Lord. This part of the truth that unsaved people are suppressing. Can I tell you this? There's a lot of reasons why people are not saved, why people are not living for God. There's, a, there's many a reasons. But one of the reasons why people are not saved is because in order to be saved, you must admit and understand that there's a God, the creator and designer. And then when you admit that, then you are charged to now live according to his instructions. And so many people are not saved today. And somebody, I'm talking to you right now, hear me. You're struggling with giving your life to God because you realize that when you do surrender your life to God, you have to surrender all and begin to obey his instructions for your life. It doesn't make sense to say God is all-knowing. It doesn't make sense to say God is all-powerful. It doesn't make sense to say God can do all things that is righteous. And so if we say all of that and we say God knows everything, it's going to be difficult to say we're not going to obey God. 
And so many people have suppressed the truth of God. Many people will argue about the things of God. Because why? If they have to admit that it's truth, if they have to admit that it's right, then they are admitting that they are not doing what is truthful and what is right. And many people are not living for God because they will not accept what is truth and what is right. It's easy. If I continue to fight with people that are living for God, if I continue to, 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 to debate with people that are living for God that it's not real and it's not right, it allows my conscience, my conscience to just keep on living the way I want. The more I deny God, the more I tell myself I can do whatever I want. Woo! The more I refuse to believe the truth of God, the more I just keep trusting in me. The more I can do whatever I want. But the moment I come to reckon and come to understand and know that there's almighty God that gives life and he created all things and we're only standing and we're only being sustained by his power. He knows everything. Everything he says is true. Everything he does is right. And he is the one to provide eternal life. He is the one that gives instructions to live right, to live holy, to live peaceably. If I agree with all of that and begin to follow him, it means I have to tell myself that everything I've been doing is wrong. This is why it's so difficult for people to decide that they're going to live for God or accept his teachings. Because the moment you accept that there is a God, he is the one that gives life. He is the designer of this universe. Our bodies. Once you agree to that, you sound foolish deciding now to figure out what you should do and shouldn't do. Think about that. If, if he's the one that created life, if he's the one that is all-knowing, if he's the one that is all-powerful, if he's the one that, that provides, he does all of this stuff. He's the one that does all of it. Why would we ever do anything different from him, from what he's saying? Why would we go in the opposite direction? Why would we want to do what we want? If everything about God is really true. And so the only way to have a, 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 a conscience to keep on living the way we want is to fight and debate the word of God. This is why sometimes when I, I run into people and they start to talk to me about the word of God, I always pray, God, help me to discern if this person is sincere or not. Because people will want to talk to you because here you go. You've been in church a long time. Tell me about this. Not because they want to change their life, but so they can get more ammunition to keep on living the way they're living. Just telling you. So you got to be careful. So when someone, sometimes people have come up to me and asked me stuff about God, and I just say, brother, just do whatever you want to do. Just leave them right where they are. Because you're not trying to talk to me because you want God. You're trying to talk to me to build your case of why you need to keep living the way you're living. <laughs> you just want to build your case and guess what I'm not going to help you build that case you're going to build that case all on your own if you refuse to believe that there's a God I'll let you build that case all on your own in Psalms 19 verse 
Number one, the scripture says in the NIV version, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. Let me tell you, even nature knows that God is almighty. Even nature understands who God is. There is no way that we are the intelligent beings, the ones that were created in God's image, that I am going to let nature, that I am going to let things that that that, that don't have life to understand God and who he is more than me or you. We are the apple of his eye. We are the ones that were created and designed in his image. How in the world should nature know more about God than us? How in the world should nature respond to God better than us? We can't let anything respond to God better than us. That's why we will not be silent. That's why we will praise Him. That's why we will worship Him. Because we were made in His image. We were designed. We were fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And we will praise Him. Because nobody or nothing should know God more than us. Somebody clap their hands unto the Lord and thank Him this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, we bless your name. Oh, God, we praise your name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One look at creation in all its splendor tells people that a mighty power made the world. But not just an abstract, impersonal force. Rather, a personal God. Thus, creation shows both God's eternal power and his divine nature. Indeed, nature reveals a God of mighty intelligence, intricate detail, order, beauty, and power. A God who controls powerful forces. God's qualities are revealed through creation. Although creation Creation's testimony has been distorted by the fall of man. Listen to this. Listen to this. Adam's sin resulted in a divine curse upon the whole natural order. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. Thorns and thistles were an immediate result And natural disasters have become common from Adam's day to ours. All right, don't miss it yet. Nature, this is awesome. Nature itself is eagerly awaiting its own redemption from the effects of sin. You're not getting that. Nature. I told you I can't let nature outdo me. I can't let nature outdo me. But even nature is awaiting redemption from the effects of sin. When Adam sinned, nature got messed up. Because when before Adam sinned, there were no thorns, there were no thistle. The, the, the garden was beautiful. There was there was no 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 thorns. There was nothing that choked anything out. There was nothing that wasn't needed. Everything was beautiful and perfect. But when Adam sinned, nature got out of whack. And so today, even nature is waiting on redemption. If nature is waiting on redemption, what should we, the intelligent beings of God, be waiting for? If nature can't wait for the restoring of order, why should we? 
not wait and call on God and look to Him in anticipation of great redemption. The day when He returns for us. I want to be redeemed today and I want to be able to wait and wait and wait until He comes back with great expectation. Nature got messed up. And nature is waiting for its redemption because Adam messed up the order when he sinned. Nature is saying, my goodness, this is not how we're supposed to function. We, we need to function differently. Remember when nature is talking, these old mountains, grasses, trees, they're talking. Like you remember when things were different, but that was before Adam. And Adam came on the scene and he messed up. And now we're all messed up and out of whack. But you know what? The creator one day will bring things back in order. He will redeem us and we will begin to again be who we're supposed to be as nature. I can't let nature outdo me. Somebody say, I can't let nature outdo me. Uh-uh, I can't do it. If God expects man to know him. We may be sure that he has given man the means of knowing him. There are some people that are going around that says, you can't really know God. God wouldn't tell you to know him if you could not know him. As a matter of fact, here is something that we might overlook sometimes. You know, I'm always talking to you. How that almighty God became the man Christ Jesus. Well, part of why he became the man Christ Jesus, there's a lot of reasons why he became the man Christ Jesus. But one of the reasons why God became the man Christ Jesus is because as God, that invisible being, you could not know him. Try knowing a spirit. You don't know any spirit. And even if you think you do, you don't because you can't see him. So you can't know him. But almighty God, he wanted us to know him. He wants us to know him. And the way we were going to know him was for him to become a man and not just be a spirit that we couldn't see. This is why it says great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He did that justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in this world, and received up in glory. God did all of that that we would know him. So for anybody to walk around and say, you can't really know God, tell them they're ignorant. God manifested himself so we could know him. He wants us to know him. How in the world we're supposed to spend eternity with this awesome God if we don't know him? What you think we're going to go to heaven and that's when we get acquainted with him? Oh no somebody. We will be acquainted with him here in this earth when we come, come to the place of acknowledging who he is and we repent of our sins and we're baptized in Jesus name filled with his spirit and we begin to serve him and we begin to worship him and we begin to trust him. We we will know him and we will know him in a more intimate way. We're not going to get to heaven and he's going to stand at the gate and says, hey, I'm Jesus. What's your name? 
Which bring me to the next point is we don't have no three gods. Because if we did, how will you know them? I don't know how you're going to know them because you can't know the Father because the Father is the Spirit. Okay, you can know the Son, but you can't know the Holy Ghost. So if, if all of that is true, when we get to heaven, I don't know how we're going to meet the Father. How are we going to meet the Father? If he's invisible, how are we going to meet the Father? How are we going to meet the Holy Ghost? But if Jesus is the Father, if Jesus is the Holy Ghost, then we meet everybody, right? We meet everything, everybody. We all good. <laughs> Help us, Holy Ghost. People got to get on board with that. I can't tell you how essential it is for us to understand that Jesus Christ is almighty God manifest. It is so, it is everything. As a matter of fact, I will tell you this. Brother Readout, you know, is probably our best Bible scholar, in my opinion, that we have in our movement when it comes down to the intricate details of Scripture. He's just, I think he's the best. Um, and most of his teaching is teaching us that God is one. Now, he does it in like many different ways, but you sit in his classes and sit around him. Ultimately, it's coming back to that. But he's just got so many ways through the scripture to show you how almighty God is Jesus Christ, man, is, 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 is Christ Jesus manifest. And so we know him as God. Because it is the most essential thing, because every religion has tried to mimic this truth. And that's where they all fall short. So when you don't know this, then you're going to get confused. Well, which religion is right? That's how you get confused. If they don't, if they don't recognize that Jesus Christ is almighty God in the flesh, they are going to be confusion. So this is what makes it all the way live, the truth. Remember what I told you about Islam and most of the other religions that got started. They had a prophet that introduced them to their God. And there's a prophet that serves with their God. Many other religions are like that. But what they thought when they started this was what so many people thought thought this is why some religions say if you believe that there's three god you're faulting they're right but here is how some religion built some religion especially islam built their religion this way that they thought that jesus christ and almighty god was separate this is why they have the prophet and they have allah because they were trying to have the same setup and then prove to us we were wrong for having three gods. But when they run into somebody like us and we say, listen, Jesus wasn't just the prophet. Jesus wasn't just a teacher. Jesus wasn't just a, a, a righteous man. But Jesus 
is Almighty God. That messed everything up. That, that messed everything up. And so the question now becomes, how do we duplicate that? And you can't. <laughs> you can't duplicate. You can't do it. So because of that, that's how you know we have truth. Because so many other religion, a human got credit for getting it started. This truth that we believe, Jesus Christ is responsible for getting it started. And Jesus Christ is almighty God. So God is responsible for us getting this thing started. Nobody else. We love the Apostle Paul. We love Moses. We love Abraham. We love all of them. They didn't get this started. <laughs> Let's move on. That was for somebody. God expects for us to know him. God will judge every man according to the opportunities he has had to know him. People have said before, you have some people saying this, and I got to admit, I think I was there at one point in time in my life, that God will only judge you according to what you know. I used to say that. I'm changing that in case you never heard me say this. And I will say this. God will only judge or God will judge every man according to the opportunities he has had to know him. What do you mean by that, preacher? If you come to know God, you will know everything else you need to know. That's what's tricky about this. If you come to know God, he knows what he's doing. And what he's trying to get everybody to do is to come to know him. And if we come to know almighty God, we will be without excuse for anything. Because everything that we need is in Christ Jesus. I didn't say everything we want is in Christ Jesus. I said everything we need is in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So God will judge according to the opportunities he has had or we have had, he has given us for us to know him. God will not accept any excuse from us as to why we did not know him. There will be no excuse as to why we did not know him. We might as well say there will be no excuse as to why we're not saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and walking with Jesus in holiness and righteousness. There will be no excuse. Y'all quiet on me now. I got to go to my scripture. Let's go to first Peter real quick. Let me see if I can get it. Um, chapter two, verse number three. First Peter, chapter two, verse number three. Let's see if that's it. Um, Sister Patrice, I just want to give you this and run on just so you can understand uh, what I'm saying. Um no. So let's go chapter 1, verse 3. First Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. Let's see if that's it right there. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that's not it. Um, all right, so go with Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter 1 and 3. Let's see if that works. Put you to work here. You didn't know that. Uh-huh, that's it right there. Uh-huh. Okay. So verse 3 says, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What does it say? Through the knowledge of him that. When you know God, let me fix it for you in case you missed it. When you know God, you will be given everything pertaining to life and godliness. When you know God, when you know God, this is why it's so important that we know God. Because God is saying, when you know me, and I'll finish it up and let you see. When you know me, I'll get you to know some things that you otherwise wouldn't know. Because I'm all knowing. Leave that right there. This is the Patrice that we, until it's time to change. Because that's just a good text. Some people still need to meditate on it real quick. They knew God. But they glorified him not as God. Mm -hmm. They knew that there was a God. They did not deny his existence. But they had no reverence for his name. They did not render to him the worship to which he is entitled. They did not glorify him as God. Listen to this carefully. When the Apostle Paul says that men knew God, he is not describing an intimate knowledge that could save them. But he was describing a knowledge that simply caused man to recognize God's existence. So there's two forms of knowing God. One is when you get saved and you start knowing him in an intimate, deep way. But the other way is what we just read through his creation. It means through creation. God created this world, which he did it in such a way that it allowed us to recognize that he exists. All the stuff that I ran down when we first started. God designed the world and us. In a way that will make us realize he exists. And all God wants from us is to acknowledge that he exists. Because once we can acknowledge that God exists, what he will do is continue to drop the breadcrumbs. What he will do is continue to shine the light. What he will do is continue to reach you. The Son of God has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so what God will continue to do once we acknowledge that he exists is lead us closer to him. But we must first acknowledge that he exists. So that's what God is trying to do to every one of us. 
This is why it's important to realize that God has given us the opportunities so we can know him. And that's where we're going to determine what happens to our life. Did we take advantage of the opportunities that God has given us to know him? Or did we just suppress it? Or did we reject it? Or did we just turn away from it because we did not want to know? Because if we knew, we would have to give an account. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, you got to give an account no matter what, because he made it real easy that you will be aware of who he is. He made it real easy. Some of us like to say the man upstairs. But he certainly did make it easy for you to understand there's a greater force and power that's working in this earth, that's moving in our life. That is not us. And that's where we're supposed to begin to investigate what is this all about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The writer of Hebrews spoke of this basic knowledge and stating. This is Hebrews 11 and 6, NIV version. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder to those who earnestly seek him. But since human beings have, in fact, suppressed the truth about God, it messes us up. We're suppressing the truth about the existence of God because we don't want to follow God. Because we don't want to stop being us and start being who he designed us to be. This is why we suppress the truth about God. This is why we suppress the knowledge of God. This is why we don't acknowledge that God exists because we don't want to have to deal with ourselves in the mirror. Look ourselves in the mirror and says, you know what you're doing, right? Even though God is still a bad dude, I'm sure he still make you know it when you stand in the front of the mirror or if you sit in a quiet place. You know God is so gracious and so good that he still shows up on, on when you're sitting on a little bump on a log and he just shows up and says, you, you know I exist, right? You know I can help you, right? You know I designed you, right? You know I can make life better for you, right? You know I'm the one that gives eternal life, right? You know I'm the one that gave life to begin with, right? What are you going to do? Do you want me to help you? Or are you going to continue in your own ways? And we're so stuck in our own ways. We refuse. We refuse to acknowledge the existence of God. So he can lead us. And because we suppressing these things, guess what happens to us? We can't worship God. We're acting like he doesn't exist. When you're struggling. Hear from the Holy Ghost right now. When you're struggling in how you approach God. In the worship you give to God. In the praise you give to God. When you're struggling with that. You might want to ask yourself, is it because I'm denying something or suppressing something about God? You're wrestling, you're struggling. You even say within yourself, why am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? I know what is right. I've read the word. I've heard it preached. Why am I not doing it? Challenge yourself. Remember, I said, don't take yourself so serious. Talk to yourself and say, maybe I am suppressing something about God. 
Maybe I'm not acknowledging something about God, and that's why I'm struggling to worship him. That's why I'm struggling to pray. That's why I'm struggling to read the word of God. That's why I'm struggling to obey the word of God, because there's probably something in me that I haven't acknowledged that I'm doing. I'm suppressing the word of God. I'm suppressing the truth of God. And therefore, I'm struggling internally. When you suppress it, you become unthankful. When you suppress it, thinking about the things of God becomes pointless. When you suppress it, the light of truth in your heart goes out. Because you don't really understand that God is so gracious and kind that there's a light. There is revelation. There is, there is understanding that he, that he puts in all of us when he designed us, when he created us, that we can know that if we seek him, we will find him. He puts that light in us. There's a light in us when he designed us that, that, that will lead us into deep relationship with him. But when we suppress that, he become non-existent to us. The truth is, God exists. His name is Jesus. And we must recognize him and glorify him for who he is. He is the giver of life. He is the creator of all things. He is the sustainer of all things. He has all power. He's ever present and he's all knowing. We need him like we need food for our body. We need him like we need oxygen in our lung. We need Jesus Christ. And we must, if we want to survive, if we want to make it, we must acknowledge his existence and allow him to lead us into greater and deeper truths about him. Somebody say, praise the Lord. When people refuse to recognize God as creator, we will also fail to glorify him. This is why it's so hard sometimes for us to praise the Lord, for us to worship the Lord, because there's something in our life that we're suppressing about God. And so we're not able to praise him like we should. We're not able to just worship him and, and give him honor like we should. Church, listen to me. I got to finish up here. Here's just some straight talk. There is nothing that we do ungodly that don't affect us in more ways than we know. I talk to a lot of people. I've interacted with a lot of people. And yes, there is no perfect people. I acknowledge that. But we have to be so on our game that any area where we're experiencing that we're not trusting God and we're not functioning and operating in godliness. We need to stop. We need to stop right there and say, God, what am I denying about you? What am I suppressing about you? Uh, remember when they asked Jesus, what's the two greatest commandments? And the Lord said, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Listen. 
if we just understand that I can never go wrong in loving, we will really have a leg up trying to do this thing right. Because some of our behavior, we can look at it and say, that's not being loving. And then we somehow justify it still. And we're not realizing that it's hindering us because we're suppressing something. We're suppressing something. There's something that we're suppressing in our life. That's why we deny certain things about God. And we don't even realize it. And we don't think we're denying anything about God. When we neglect God, we open the door to evil. When we, when we neglect God, we open the door to evil. That's big. To omit what is good inevitably leads to committing what is called evil. Ingratitude may seem like a small thing, but it begins with... You know what I feel like sometimes? I feel like some of us think that we deserve what God did for us. I think that some of us feel like since I wasn't as bad as you, help us Holy Ghost. I'm grateful to stand before people to say, God has forgiven me for much. Because the Bible tells me this. When you have been forgiven much, the work that you do for God, how you serve him, will be a lot deeper than the ones that feel like he didn't forgive me for much. And so I walk around every day understanding that he had forgiven me for much. And because he has forgiven me for much, I'm besides myself how I will serve him. And so for all of you that feel like maybe he didn't forgive you for much, yeah, he went to the cross for you and you wasn't that bad and you don't really treat people that bad and you you upstanding and you live right. I hear you, brother. I hear you, sister. God bless you. He has forgiven me for much. And I'm going to serve him with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. And you know the other thing I'm going to make sure I do? I'm going to make sure I love people and I'm going to make sure I'm merciful to people. Because those are the two things that kept me going in God's mind and God's heart. He loved me and he showed me mercy. That's what forgiveness is all about. He loved me and he showed me mercy. And because he loved me so much and showed me so much mercy, I don't have a choice but to love you and show you a whole lot of mercy. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. To forget to thank God for all he is, for all he is and all he has done reveals a dangerous self-centeredness. 
And if we can't just lift our hands just to worship him and say, God, I worship you. I thank you. If we can't just lift our hands to just just give him honor and give him praise, something is not operating good within us. We we have to make sure that we don't suppress, oh, the truth of God. We can't suppress his existence and his goodness towards us. We can't do it. Many of us are not interested in glorifying God. Oh, we're just interested in what he can do for us. Luke chapter 17 verse 12 says this, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went they were cleansed and one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back one I know what the problem is with us only 10% is acknowledging his existence and what he has done 10% only 10% will worship only 10% will serve only 10% why are we allowing that stigma to continue we gotta be careful and make sure we don't just be only part of the 10% he needs 100% not just 10% one turn back and with a silent soft voice no that's not what it says with a loud voice Glorified God. Open your mouth and glorify God. I understand in our mind we can. But when you're grateful, when you're thankful, man, you got to open your mouth and shout and you don't care who hears you. Oh, this verse 16 says, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. It's not a coincidence why Jesus put that in there and says he was a Samaritan. I mean, he wasn't a church person. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, arise, thy, arise, go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. Can I mess with you a little bit? A lot of people will experience the blessings of healing. But maybe a lot of people won't be saved. Maybe only 10% going to be saved. This is the word of God. 10 of them got healed. It's not until we go back and give God glory will we get saved. We're all stuck on the healing. We're all stuck on the provision. We're all stuck on what God can do for us. And God is saying, I'm more interesting, interested in making sure you're saved. Because what he says, a man can go to heaven with an arm missing. 
A man can go to heaven with a leg missing. A man can go to heaven with a finger missing. But a man can go to hell with all his limbs in place and intact. Jesus is more interested in us being whole. He wants us to be healed in our body, but he also wants us to be saved. And he wants us to glorify him. Because when we glorify Jesus, that's how we will be saved. Stand with me. We glorify God by lifting up our voice aloud and thank Him. We glorify God by falling upon our face, worshiping Him and thanking Him. Romans chapter 15 verse 9 says, And that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy, as it is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing Unto thy name. And again he said, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and aloud, and loud him, all ye people. What is it to glorify God? When we glorify God, it means we magnify him. What does magnify means? It means revealing the greatness of God. When you hear the scripture say magnify him, it means reveal the greatness of God. Already by you being who you are, you're revealing the greatness of God. But when you begin to live out the scriptures and when you begin to do what God tells you to do, you're revealing the greatness of God. What is glorifying God? It means to praise him. What is glorifying God? A to honor him what is glorifying God acknowledging him as to who he is his attributes his act and everything about him that's how we glorify God we praise him we worship him we open our mouth and sing aloud we open our mouth and extol his name that's how we glorify him because we have acknowledged that almighty God his name is Jesus and he exists And we can know him in a deep and intimate way. To glorify him as God is to regard with proper reverence all his perfections and laws. To 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 venerate his name, his power, his holiness, and his presence. A willingness to honor God as God, to reverence, to love, and to obey him would effectually restrain people from sin. Glorify God. We need to glorify God. Because if we don't glorify God, we're going to find ourselves in all kind of situation, all kind of evil, all kind of ungodliness, all kind of unrighteousness. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands with me so we can go and glorify the God, the God of creation. Almighty God of our life, the the one which is, which was, which is to come. Will you glorify him with us this morning? Will you open your mouth and just, just begin to just praise him? Will you not let anything hinder you from doing it? Do not suppress anything about God, but let God have free reign and free course in your life. Let him reveal to you the things that you may have been suppressing. Come on church, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. Let's lift up the name of Jesus today and let him have his way. God has called us his people to glorify him. God is asking us to glorify him. God is asking us to to magnify his name, to lift up his name. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Let's glorify him today.
Lord, you are worthy. And no one can worship you for me. Come on, nobody can worship the Lord for you. It's something you have to do. He wants your worship. He doesn't want your neighbor's worship for you. He wants you to worship him for yourself. Do not suppress anything about God. Let him have free reign, free course in your life. Oh, give him your worship today. He's my worship. Give him all. All of my worship. Receive it today. Receive my worship. Hallelujah. All of my worship. Worship. All of my worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My worship, all of my worship, say you, Lord, you, Lord, you are worthy, and no one, and no one can worship you for me, say for all the, for all the And no one, no one worship you for me. Raise it up, say is my, is my worship. All of my, all of my worship. Receive my, my worship. All of my worship. Here's my worship, all of my worship. Father, receive my worship, all of my worship. Yeah, here it is, Lord, it's my worship. Receive it all of my worship. Father, receive my worship. All of my worship. One more time, say, He's my worship. All of my worship. Father, receive my worship. All of my worship. And I will, and I will not be. I will always worship you as long as long as I am breathing I will always worship you bring it up Yeah. 
my worship, all of my worship. Father, receive my, receive my. All of my, all of my worship. Here's my worship. All of my worship. I give it all to you, Jesus. Receive my worship. All of my worship. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and just thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Somebody open up your heart to Jesus right now. Let Him have free reign in your life. Don't suppress anything about Him. Let Him convict. Let Him restore. Let Him tear down. Let Him build up. For God is great and greatly to be praised. Let Him have His way in your soul. Let Him do whatever He wants to do. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, we will not be silent. We will not be silent. We are your body. We are your church. And we will worship you. We will praise you. We will reveal, oh God, your glory in our life, oh God. Hallelujah. Somebody thank the Lord one more time. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Church, our world went wrong. If you want to read Romans all over from verse number one to the end. Our world went wrong because when we come or we came to know and understand the existence of God, we did not glorify him for who he is. And because of that, other things took the place of God in our life and it just consumed us. And we are in so many different places in our life, in our heart. Because when we came to the knowledge that God exists and he created all things, we didn't begin to seek that out and search that out and let God continue to work in us. We just suppressed it. We rejected it. But today, let this change come to your life where you will glorify God. Because when you glorify him, it changes everything and godliness will begin to flow in your life. Church, I love you. Thank you for being a part of our service today. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Don't forget, we have a premiere of our announcement for next week. Next week is our official day back into our building. And as we had mentioned, if your last name begin with the letters A through L, don't forget, you come at 9 a.m. next Sunday. If your last name begins with M through Z, you come at 1030. I promise you, you come and you will have an experience with God. Don't forget, we can't get you in at the early service until 8.30. So the earliest you can come is 8.30. And when you come for the 10.30 service, you can't start coming inside the building until about 10.20. So we'll ask you to just wait till 10.20 before you can come in the building. And we will be ready to receive you, and God will bless you. Have a great afternoon. Love you. Thank you for being a part of the service today. God bless.
Contact for that kind of love. 